Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to teach a very important message in the series called The Way to Victory. I will have only two sermons to finish the whole series. I would like to encourage all of you to go to either the YouTube or go to the CD table to get the whole series to listen. The series is called The Way to Victory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us this morning. And we believe, Father, that you will speak to your people Give them light and revelation so that they will not just hear the information, but their heart will be opened up to receive the truth. And there shall be change. They shall practice the truth. And the truth shall set them free, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 say, The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This scripture talks about two things the way out of destruction or perishing, and the way back to God's protection, God's blessing, and God's grace. When we get out of the way of God, we can come back through one gift of God called repentance. And we not only get out, but we get back into the wonderful relationship with God. Are you glad the Bible said that our Lord is long-suffering? One of the characteristics of God that really make me stand in awe And very impressed is the long-suffering of God. When your patience is going away, the Lord just starts to be patient with you. His long-suffering is much bigger than you. Some of you may be thinking, wow, how come the Lord is so tolerating with that guy? Why he tolerate the bad behavior of that person? Why did he put up with him? And I want to tell you the good news. I'm thankful that he's putting up with that man who did something wrong because he's going to do the same thing to you too. Because we all make mistakes and if he's long-suffering with somebody else, he's going to be long-suffering with you too. Thank God for his long-suffering. Long-suffering means Patience with suffer or putting up with somebody's mistake for a long, long time. Thank God for his long suffering. The Bible says here, it's not God's will for even one person in the world to perish or to face destruction at any degree, at any form, to be destroyed or to face judgment. It's not God's will at all that you and I and anybody in the world will perish. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, verse 23, Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? The answer is no, declares the sovereign Lord. Rather, am I not pleased when they turn from their ways and leave? God say he does not take pleasure on anybody's death and destruction. Ezekiel 33 verse 11, Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and leave. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die? O children of God, or children of Israel. Definitely, because God is love 
and God is just. Judgment come into the world because of the justice of God. We see judgment. What does it mean? Judgment. It means that the protection of God is lifted, and then the curse of this world, the devil, the demon, can attack people who are under judgment. God never kills anybody. God never give anybody troubles. The reason people get into trouble because people are living in the cursed world, full of demons, full of sin, and full of bad people. We can live day by day. I can live to now sixty something years old, and still healthy, by the protection of God. I depend on the protection of God every single day. In other words, the devil cannot touch me. He may try to kill me, but he cannot touch me because I have the shield of favor over my life. But judgment comes when that protection is lifted. But judgment has never been. Pleasing to the Lord, it is not His perfect will that we are judged or we get into big trouble. He never wants anybody to perish, but He wants everybody to repent. When we repent of our sin and we follow God's way, we will not perish. I told the people. In the care group on Friday night, I'd make a decision. I'm going to choose God's way, no matter what. I will not please any man. I'm going to choose the way of God because I know when I choose the way of God, I am under the protection of God, and I can avoid God's judgment or avoid destruction. We really do have free wills in our life. We can make choices to obey. And not to obey God, God will never force us to do anything. God will never make us do what He tells us to do, even though He knows that our rebellion causes many things. He knows He sees that you are rebellious. He knows that that rebellion going to cause you so many problems. Maybe losing money, maybe it's losing life, sickness, whatever. He knows, but He is not. Gonna force all of us to do anything. When people perish, it is because they mess up themselves, and because they don't want to repent. It's not God's fault; it's their own choice. But when people repent, when people turn around, God will forgive them, restore them, and put the protection of God back again. People perish not just because they sin. Listen carefully. People perish because not only they sin, but because also they refuse to repent and give all the excuses that I'm not gonna obey the Lord. This sermon is the best news in your life. The best news is that no matter what trouble you face right now, if you repent of your sin. God shall forgive you and restore you to the original blessed condition. Second Timothy two twenty four to twenty six. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct, in the hope that God will grant them repentance. Repentance is a gift from God. He grants you. Repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape. Everyone say escape. escape. Escape from the trap of the devil. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He put you in the trap, and eventually he's gonna hit you, kill you, and destroy you. Who has taken them captive to do his will? My brother and sister, as a servant of God, no matter how serious a condition is in your home, in your workplace, in the church, people may mess up big time. I recommend you don't help those people who are rebellious by using harsh words, being mean, or quarrelling. You should help people with gentleness and love. Be gentle. Be sweet to people. 
The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21, the wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. If you speak nicely, I learned one thing from God. Is you get the better result instead of telling people what to do. You get the better result when you ask them the question, what do you think about this? You are gentle to them. You are not pushing your way in. You allow them to think and repent and pray that God will grant them repentance. Repentance is the gift from God. And many times when Christians hear this word, they feel uncomfortable. You heard this word very little in the church today because people may feel offended. Oh, you tell me I'm a sinner. I need to repent. Yes, you are a sinner. You need to repent. You're sinning. I'm sinning too. All of us are sinning. And I'll explain to you why I say that I'm sinning too. I explain to you. But repentance is the most wonderful things that God can give to us. If we have a seminar in New Hope Church called Healing and Power, the seminar will be full. But if we have a seminar called Repentance, maybe a few people will show up. Because people don't want to hear this word. When you wake up, you repent of your sin. You can be set free from bondage and from the traps of the enemy. From the tricks of the enemy. And you can come out from that trap and be fruitful and serve the Lord and enjoy the blessing of the Lord again. Let's say together, thank you Lord for your gifts of repentance. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, I'm going to read from TLB first. But remember this, the wrong desires that come into your life are not anything new and different. Many others have faced exactly the same problems before you. And no temptation is irresistible. You can trust God to keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you cannot stand up against it. For he has promised this and will do what he say. He will show you how to escape temptation's power so that you can bear up patiently against it. Everyone say escape. In King James Version, there has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way, everyone say a way, to escape, a way out and a way back, a way out from temptation and sin and a way back to fellowship with God that ye may be able to bear it. Let me read from YLT. No temptation had taken you except human, and God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. But he will make with the temptation also, I like this word, the outlet. Everyone say, the way out. Everyone say escape. Everyone say outlet. Outlet and way out. Amen? In America, we call exit door. The exit door. In England, they call another way. They call the way out. When I got into the train station in London, I look at the sign. It should be exit, but it said the way out. So the way out is English way. Not American way. Repentance is the way or the outlet to escape destruction. If you are tempted, you can get out of that temptation. If you fall into the temptation, you yield to the temptation, you can get out from that sin as well. There is outlet. Should Christian succumb or Yield to the temptation. 
Do we have to yield to the temptation? No. We don't need to yield to the temptation. Because the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. If you hook up to the Holy Spirit, you depend on the Holy Spirit, He gives you grace and power to say, No, no, no. I will not yield to this temptation. Temptation, there is no temptation that is irresistible. You can resist every temptation. Some people say, you know, I have been tempted. Oh, this temptation is so hard, so strong, so overwhelming. And suddenly I wake up, I already yield to it. That is the wrong comment. You don't need to yield to the temptation. You can get out from temptation. If you have yielded to the temptation, you can get out from that sin. And what is the outlet? What is the way out? Repentance. You agree with God, I am wrong, I need to shape up and stop doing these bad things. Repentance is the way out from temptation and from destruction of sin. First John chapter 1, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Non-believers can have, cannot have fellowship with God. When we have strong fellowship with God, the grass is green, the sky is blue, it's wonderful. The blessing flow in. The favor of God surrounds us because we have strong fellowship with God. When you don't have good fellowship with God, your life is miserable. I want to have strong fellowship with God. James chapter 4 verse 17. I'm going to explain this in a minute. Okay, let me read the first scripture. James chapter 4 verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows, everyone say knows. To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Another scripture in First John say, but if we walk in the light, just as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Let me explain this scripture to you, all this scripture that I talk about. Okay, listen carefully. When I first became a Christian, I did not know that I need to go to church. I did not know that I need to tithe or give 10% to God. I was a brand new believer. The light that I knew in the first few weeks of my Christian life is that I believe in Jesus, He forgives my sin, and I walk with Him. That's it. I have not studied the Bible yet. So, did I sin? I sinned. Because I did not know everything in this book yet. I make a lot of mistakes because I did not know. The light that I knew in the first three weeks of my Christian life is that I believe in Jesus. He died for me. But as I walk longer with God, I start to go to Baptist church. I began to study the Bible. The light increases in me. I begin to understand, oh, how to serve God. I should read the Bible. I should repent. I should be nice to my Christian friend. I should not yell at my wife anymore. I should treat her well like a queen. I began to have more light in me. Is it clear? But do I know everything in the Bible? No. So in the Christian walk, this is what's happening. We all have different levels of lights. What, is, what does it mean, the light? The light means the truth that you know. You know that this is wrong, don't do it. You know that this is right, do it. You don't do what is wrong, and you do what is right. The light in your heart. As long as you walk in the light, you do what is right, and you don't do what is wrong, your fellowship with God will continue to be strong, and you will continue to live in the blessing of God. Because you obey at the level you know. How about the thing that I don't know? 
I still make mistake as a pastor. I don't know everything here. I'm not God. I still make mistake. The sin that I commit because I don't know, but as you go by, I know more every year. We teach more and more. We learn more. Those sins that I practice because I do not know the Bible has been covered by the blood of Jesus. That's why the Bible says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So the Bible talks about the sin that we don't know that we are sinning because we don't know everything in the Bible. Is it clear now? Now we get back to the light. If we know what is right to do and we just still say, no, I'm not going to do it. And you know what you should not do. And you still say, no, I'm going to do it. What do you do? You violate the light. And when you do that, you offend God. You purposefully grieve God and offend God. Is it clear? Because you know, if you die, you're going to go to hell. No. You still have the ticket to heaven. But your relationship with God is being broken. And then eventually the protection is gone. You will miss the blessing of God. God cannot bless you because you don't want to obey what you know. You are not living in the blessing anymore. How are you going to get back to the fellowship with God? Repent as soon as possible. Judge yourself. Repent and get right with God now, not tomorrow. Before judgment comes and it may be too late because some judgment may be death and cancer and some bad stuff, losing something. You need to follow the light that you know. First John chapter 1, verse 9, continue to say, I know this, I, I feel everyone's so quiet today. No one say amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God. If we admit and acknowledge, yes, I violate the light. I did not do what I should do. I know I should do. Or I do the bad things that I know I should not do. And you come to him and say, I'm sorry, the Lord. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. The Bible says that he will watch all the sin away completely. And he will remember it no more. By the justice of God, when he forgives you, somebody has to pay for that sin. Let me ask you, who paid? Jesus. Jesus had paid for your curses and sin already 2,000 years ago. I like what Jesus say in Mark chapter 1 verse 15. He say, repent and believe in the good news and you shall enter the kingdom of God. To walk with God is not just about believing that Jesus Christ died for you and paid for your sin. You need to repent. Repenting. Give the right to God. R-I-G-H-T. Endable God to forgive you and to bring back the protection and get you out from destruction. Without repentance, even though you believe that Jesus died for you and you keep on sinning and violating the light, don't blame God if you get into judgment. You need to repent every day. So after you repent, God forgive you. Do you have to live in shame? In condemnation and guilt, no more. It's gone. He forgive, he forget, and he look at the righteousness of Jesus on you and say, I don't see sin anymore. Where is it? I don't see it. The blood of Jesus cover you. The righteousness of Jesus cover you. Now you can ask God, I need a job. He give you a job. When you get sick, God heal me. He heal you. Because your fellowship with God come back and your faith works now. Because you are forgiven and the righteousness of God is on you. Your prayer will get answered. Is it good? How many people want your prayer to get answered? What is the key? Repentance. Walk in the light. When you walk in the light that you have, God 
will never see your sin anymore. Because of the blood of Jesus cleanses your unrighteousness. Amen? And he will consider you as a righteous person. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul was writing to the church in Corinth to correct them, to warn them. At that time, for years, for months, the believers in Corinth came together to observe communion. But what happened is this, that some people were so hungry and ate so much during that dinner time, and nothing left for other people. So people left the church hungry because no food. And not only that, they gang up. Rich people sat together, poor people sat together. They have this kind of discrimination against one another. Oh, you know, I'm rich. You are poor. Oh, you are Asian. I am another nationality, blah, blah, blah. All this thing. And Paul wrote to them that, hey, guy, you are not discerning the body of Christ. Discerning the body of Christ means to love everyone. The body is composed of believers. We respect every believer. We don't put other people down. We honor one another. We consider the church of Jesus is so important. We need to treat the church of Jesus with respect and honor and treat one another with dignity and don't have discrimination in the church. So the Lord was not happy with these people in Corinth and asked the Apostle Paul to write this. Listen carefully. 1 Corinth chapter 11, verse 27 to 34. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man... Everyone say, let a man examine himself. Ex- examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment. Everyone say judgment. To himself. Not discerning the Lord's body, which means the church. You come to church, you walk in, I don't care. I'm going to play game in my... Pastor, you can preach. I don't care what you preach. I'm going to play game. I'm going to look at my iPad. I don't care. I am not respecting this church. I'm going to gossip about my pastor. I'm going to talk bad about that person. I'm going to look down on that person, yell to that person, discriminate. I'm not talking to your guy. You're too poor. Paul say you are not discerning the value the honor of the church of Jesus Christ. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you. Judgment comes. And many sleep, many die in the early stage of life. They don't die old, they die early. For if you would judge, if we would judge ourselves, this is the topic of sermon today. Judge myself. We would not be judged. But if we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, and we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Everyone say, judge myself. Examine myself. God allowed his judgment to come so that we will not go to hell with the world. God has to teach us the fear of God. When we mistreat the things of God, when we purposefully don't obey the light of God, eventually the protection is lifted and the judgment will come. So that we will wake up and say, oops, I need to repent. Because if you keep going in sin, eventually you may leave the Lord and totally forsake him. And you will not follow Jesus anymore. And you may go to hell. 
He doesn't want you to be condemned with the world. He wants to spank you, discipline you, and say, "Wake up! You are not doing the right thing. You need to wake up right now." Amen. Why God say that? When you treat your brother and sister in the wrong way, looking down, despising them, you gossip about your pastor, you talk gossip about people and cause division and chaos in the church, God said this is a very serious sin. Look at John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Mistreating brother and sister in the church is a violation of the biggest commandment in the New Testament. What is the biggest commandment in the New Testament? Love one another. Amen? Amen? Everything you do in the church, ask yourself, do I do this out of love or I just want to win the case? Or I just want to prove that I'm right and you're wrong? Please choose love. Treat people with honor and respect. Don't cause anybody to lose reputation. Don't gossip. Don't attack anybody. Honor one another, no matter how old and how young or what nationality they have. Just respect one another. If you love and you care for brother and sister, you will not discriminate. You will bless, you will give, you will help. You will support. And when you do that, you follow the law of Christ. Love one another. Amen? Sometimes your heart bothers you that you did something wrong. Please repent ASAP. Because the Bible warns us that when we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. We will not face destruction. Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Are you okay? I will continue. I'm not going to stop. Some of you may say, can you stop now? This is too hard for me. My seat is hot now. Luke 13, 1 to 3. About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans... This is the question from Jesus. Do you think those Galileans who were killed were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked, is that why they suffered? And the answer is, not at all. And you, everyone point to yourself, me, will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. A group of people were killed without good reason by the soldier or pilot in the temple. Sometimes you heard sad story about some Christians who died of cancer or died in a plane crash or something. And you were thinking, oh, he must be very bad sinner compared to me. I'm good. Wow, he is worse than me. Ha 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 ha. No. We all have sinned. And Jesus warned us, if we don't repent, destruction will likewise happen to us. The Christian life is a life of repenting every single day. Every morning, evening, afternoon, you repent every day to avoid destruction and judgment from the Lord. Amen? This is a wrong question to ask. Let me explain to you. Don't do this. These are wrong questions. Why did God do that to that person? Why didn't God protect him? Wrong questions. The right question is, why could not God protect him? That is the right question. And the answer is, the reason God is unable to protect those people, including you and me, is that we push God out of our life. We may still go to church and God deal with us about finances, about relationship, about how to treat people. And God deal with us and say, God, hey, it's not your business. 
I'm going to do my own things. The pastor can preach until my ear become deaf. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm going to do my own things. Hey, get out of here, God. Don't be involved with me in this issue. I'm going to run my own life. You cannot tell me what to do. I do my own things. Get out of here. And when you push God out, what happened? You get rid of the protection from the Lord. And judgment will come. You need to turn around and say, Lord, I judge myself. I examine myself. I am wrong. Could you please come into my life again? Could you please get involved in my life and protect me? Remember this. I say again and again. Destruction is not the will of God. Judgment is not the will of God. He does not want anybody to perish or to face destruction at all. If you want to be kept, preserved, spared, protected, get God's involved with you. Repent, follow God's way, obey Him, touch yourself, repent as soon as possible, and then you get back into the protection of God. And destruction cannot touch you. Repentance is not a lip service. Repentance is an action of change. You stop doing something that you know that you violate the light of God. And destruction will not happen to you. It's not because you are better than another Christian in the church. It's not that because you know the Bible more than another Christian. It's not that you have more faith than another Christian. Very simple. Because you repent. Don't boast that I know more Bible. Don't boast that I have more faith. It's not about that at all. It's about getting God involved with you and repent of your sin. Verses 4 and 5. And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinner in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again, he said again, second time, that unless you repent, you will perish too. The tower, instead of falling on the east, falling on the right, on that, those 18 people, were they worse sinner than the rest of the people in Jerusalem? No. We need to repent. And we can get out of the problem. Therefore, don't ask this question, why did God do this to me? Why did God send this calamity to me? That's all wrong question. The right question is, what should I do to repent, to judge myself and stop doing my own things? That is the right question. Amen? Amen. Let me conclude. What enables God to protect you? Repentance. Judge yourself. Amen? Amen? Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9, continue to say, Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I have waited three years and there has not been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I will give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get fixed next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. This scripture talks about intercession and church life. Sometimes as a pastor, I see people goof off in a church, do bad things. And I try to correct them, warn them, and they don't even care. They even give excuses and make fun of me. They make fun of me. And I just say, okay, next step, I'm going to intercede for you. I will keep preaching on the pulpit. I will keep fertilizing, watering, fertilizing, 
are going to keep praying for you, interceding for you. God, please withhold your judgment. Because if you cut it down, they cannot produce anymore. They will not be fruitful anymore. They will be dead. They will not be able to do anything for you. Give them one more chance. One more year. I'm going to keep preaching. One more year. I'm going to keep praying for them. Church life. People help each other. Praying for one another. I remember when I started the church, Sister Mary Jo prayed for me for a few years until I repented. I did something wrong in the church and she kept praying for me until one day God worked in my heart to repent. We pray for one another. But will judgment comes eventually if we don't repent? Yes. He said one more year, it means there will be a deadline. Even though God is long-suffering, it will come one day. What is the solution? What is the way out? Repent. Let me read the last story and finish. Isaiah 38 verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus say the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Isaiah was a prophet sent to King Hezekiah and say, hey, repent, set your house in order, don't goof off anymore. Otherwise you will die and you will not survive. What happened to Hezekiah? Verses 2 to 5. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, remember me, O Lord, I pray. How I have walked before you in truth and in a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. So now he repents. He says, I'm going to start to chip up. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus say the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. Hezekiah was dying. His death is on the way. What did he do when he heard that message from the prophet? He cried. He repented and he begged God to forgive him. Let me read Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? He told Hezekiah, you're going to die. But Hezekiah did not die. My question is, did God lie to Hezekiah? No. No. Because what he talked to Hezekiah is a condition. He set a condition. If you set your house in order, you will not die. This is a good news. No matter how long you have missed God, rebellious against God, sinned against God, violating the light of God, if you repent right now, God will change his mind and will not put judgment on you. Don't wait until it's too late. Amen? Amen? Once the warning word comes, repent ASAP. Verse 17, I will read from NLT. Isaiah 38, 17. Yes, this anguish, this sickness was good for me. Sometimes the punishment, the spanking of the Lord is good for us. For you have rescued me from death and forgiven all of my sins. Hezekiah said that. Thank you, Lord, for correcting me, disciplining me, giving me a hard time so that I can repent. Let me continue to read verse 18 to 20. It's interesting. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. 
Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Verse 19 to 20. Only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. What I try to say here from what I, Hezekiah said, brother and sister, repent, get the blessing. Because if something bad happened to you, maybe car accident, you become polarized, you have a cancer and you die, or maybe you lose your family, lose money, you lose your life, you cannot serve God anymore. You cannot enjoy coming to church, praise God, greeting people, encouraging people, because you're so sick in the hospital, or you're already in the ground. Hezekiah say, now I appreciate each day of my life that I'm still healthy, I still have money, I still travel. I enjoy my life. I can praise you. I can serve you. I can do things. I got to count every day a blessing to me. God saved me. I want another day to serve you, to go to church, to praise you. Thank you, Lord, to give me one more day, one more day. And the judgment did not come to me. But what is the key to go that direction, to enjoy life, living in the fellowship with God and the blessing of God? Repentance. Judge yourself. Repent A-S-A-P. Don't play game. Don't give excuses. Let God be involved with you. When you say right, turn right. When you say left, turn left. Don't argue. God is the God of justice. You say thank you. Pastor. To tell me this truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people say, from now on, I will repent every day? You know, some issue very difficult to repent, but you have to bite the bullet and do it if you love yourself. Because sin will lead to destruction. Don't sin against God. Amen? God may be dealing with you something right now. He's speaking to you for months and months. And you still say no. Obey him. Some of you may be 20 years already. He's dealing with you for 20 years. And you still say, I don't care. And you make joke about it. God is long-suffering, but he's just. The Bible says that a person like me, who know the Bible and teaching of the Bible, will get judgment stronger than you. How many people want to be teacher? Want to stand behind the microphone and preach? Oh, everyone want to be in the microphone. No, you know. But I tell you, if you grab the microphone and teach, you hold a big responsibility. You cannot just preach and you do bad things yourself and tell people what to do. That's why if you want a position in the church to be preacher, to be teacher, shape up ASAP. High responsibility, high privilege, and high responsibility. Amen? Pastor Da say yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is serious. We cannot play game with God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Is there anything today that you need to repent? If you think that you need to repent of certain sin in your life, why don't you walk out here and we're going to pray and ask God for forgiveness together. Come out here. If you have some issue in your life that you say, I need to repent, come out here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're going to judge ourselves. We examine ourselves. We don't want destruction. We don't want judgment. We want the blessing. We want the good fellowship with you, Lord. We want to walk in the light. What we know that we should not do. We will not do it. What we know 
that we should do we will do it lord forgive us at this point why don't you all speak to god confess your sin tell him what's wrong you have done what kinds of disobedience you have been practicing maybe the way you speak maybe the way you treat your wife your spouse maybe the way you treat the church you are not discerning the body of Christ you take it for granted in the church you don't honor the things in the church you take it lightly instead of looking at the church as the body of Christ or maybe you cheat taxes you cheat something in the office time at work or maybe you have a bad attitude towards somebody and you don't forgive ask him to forgive you tell him specifically what sin be specific you need to repent thank you father thank you father forgive us lord forgive your people lord i myself need forgiveness too lord help me hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus tell the lord do like hezekiah turn your face to god god i'm sorry bring protection back to me oh lord hallelujah thank you lord jesus hallelujah Joseph could you please pray on the behalf of everyone Father we come to you today Lord we're sorry for what we've done We're sorry Lord for neglecting you God for not putting you first Lord we're sorry for living for ourselves God and for taking our eyes off of you Lord pray that you forgive us god turn us back to you help us focus on you again god god we're sorry look for the wrongs that we've done look for the things that look for not putting you first god we're sorry refine us god change us Make us more like you, God. Thank you, Lord. Give us a passion for your name again, Lord. Set a fire in our hearts so they cannot be put out, God. Thank you, Jesus. May we live for you, Lord. Help us focus on you, God. Yes, Lord. We turn back to you today, God. We're sorry for the wrongs that we've done. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No shame and guilt anymore, Lord. We choose to live for you today. We choose today to serve you, God. To keep our eyes focused on you, Lord, not those around us, Lord, not on ourselves, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We turn back to you today, God. We live for you, Lord, not for ourselves. Jesus.
We surrender to your will, Lord. Surrender to your ways, God. Purify us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pray in your name, God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we ask for your grace, for the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, to give us grace and power to overcome temptation, to overcome sins in our life. Help us, Lord, to be obedient. To make the right choice every day, to obey you, and experience the blessing of heaven. Lord, help us, Lord, to walk in obedience and repentance every day. We need your protection. We don't want judgment. We will judge ourselves every day. Turn to you, Lord. And ask you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord Father. Oh Lord, strengthen everyone who come out here. May your Holy Spirit work in their life. They will be strong in their faith. They will be able to overcome. All the traps of the enemy, they shall discern and know what is right and what is wrong. Your Holy Spirit will reveal to them, Father. Thank you, Lord. Give us the blessing and long life to serve you, to praise you, just like what Hezekiah say, Lord. We want to live on this earth with the blessing to worship you and praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people believe God forgive you? Everyone say, "I am forgiven." The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I am righteous now. I'm clean, as white as snow. He remember my sin no more. My fellowship with God is restored today because I repent of my sin. From now on, I shall walk in the light of God. Holy Spirit, strengthen me, help me to walk in the light. Give me grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com.